Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. And happy hot July. You know, as we try to dodge hurricanes here in Southeast Texas, we can also celebrate Texas contribution to the world, specifically the space exploration, the 50th anniversary of Apollo 20. The mission that put the man on the moon is July 20th, and this is very relevant to Lamar University. We've got a lot to celebrate with this anniversary. Uh, The history department contacted me. I had no idea that we had so many engineers who were critical. They played very valuable roles to the mission to Mars. We have um, John Horosky. He was an LU graduate, class of 64, mechanical engineer. He was the first individual to enter the space capsule when the astronauts came home. He was quarantined with the flight crew for 21 days. He removed the lunar material from the spacecraft and then decontaminated it. We have Edward Schenberg, an LU mechanical engineer, class of 68, who reviewed the life support systems in the astronaut spacesuits. And Scott Milliken, mechanical engineer, class of 68, he developed the lunar surface checklist and trained the astronauts for their operations while actually on the moon. Obviously, all three did an an amazing job. There's more. Uh, Rod Liu was a mechanical engineer, class of 61. He was in charge of the communication between the spacecraft and Johnson Space Center. And uh, Don Bennett, an electrical engineer, class of 61, he received a Silver Snoopy Award for his work on Apollo 11. He retired from Boeing um, and actually passed away in 2013. But the list goes on and on and on. I hope next week we can do a more in-depth discussion on this topic. But LU played a big role in putting a man on the moon. Our engineering department is world-renowned, not just for this, but for the engineers that we continue to graduate. I had the pleasure of visiting with uh, one of our postdoctoral students. His name is uh, Artish Bafana, and he was hired by Argonne Labs in Chicago. He'll be leaving here in August, and um, he is uh, doing his postdoctoral work there, researching the sustainability of hydrogen versus fossil fuels, and he's doing life cycle assessments to determine the sustainability of hydrogen. It's a highly specialized area, and it'll have long-term, you know, implications of how you and I live in our daily lives. And this, from a Lamar University PhD, very, very exciting work. His story is going to go up on at our on our website at lamar.edu this week. So check it out. He's originally from India, and uh, came over here. Incredibly intelligent. Got his master's degree at Lamar, and then worked on his PhD. And is just so grateful. Uh, to be here in the United States and very grateful to Lamar University for what he has learned. So we're, you know, we're excited about him and excited about the engineers that we continue to graduate from Lamar and the work that they're doing for the global good. They have a global impact. And, um, and that's, that's, you know, that puts Southeast Texas on the map. A lot of pride in the students that we graduate and what they go out and do. And the story's not over. Just recently, Lamar University opened a state-of-the-art science and technology building. And within this uh, 85,000 or so square feet, there is a maker space. 
Now, as the mom of an eight and 10 year old, when I say makerspace, I think arts and crafts down at the Beaumont Children's Museum because they have a makerspace there. And my kids go and they take these cereal boxes and they take these corrugated, you know, uh, cardboard and these things and they make robots. Um, and so I was real curious about this makerspace, so I decided to, to go over and, and visit with Dr. Kelly Bradley, who's in studio uh, with me, and, and find out, you know, why do we have a makerspace on a college campus? Are we doing arts and crafts? Absolutely not. But why is this relevant, and why is it important for higher education? So Dr. Bradley, as I invited him to come in and uh, to studio, and I appreciate you uh, coming and, well, first explaining to me, you know, what a makerspace on a college campus does, and and. Then, uh, coming in studio let's talk about you first and um, how you came to Lamar give us a little bit of background where you came from and what you've been doing sure well thank you very much for inviting me on the show I appreciate being here yeah glad to have you so uh, I have a PhD in uh, physical chemistry and I got that at Rice University because I was interested in this new field called nanotechnology Okay, um, and that so, blows me away. Why do you? Yeah, you got to you got to delve into that a little more. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to spend the whole show talking no, about no, nanotechnology, I and I could <laughs> very easily go there. Um, People's eyes will roll back in their heads. Yes. Well, hopefully, it will be more exciting than that, Shelley. But. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> So na- nanotechnology is an interdisciplinary field um, that focuses on uh, looking at materials at a, a much smaller scale than sometimes we're commonly used, used to doing. Okay. And it really focuses kind of in the range um, a little bit larger in size than what chemists are used to looking at and smaller in size than usually what like a biologist would be used to looking at. So in between. Sort of that in between range. Um, and by focusing there, we are finding all sorts of new and wonderful properties and materials um, and there's a lot of new developments new new technologies coming out of that okay give me one that that would make sense to me just a real quick example well uh, on a personal level personal um, what, that's what, what I, I mean. what I studied <laughs> uh, in graduate school uh, was a material called a single wall carbon nanotube and so you think of a, a, a drinking straw like a soda straw um, but it's very, very small. Very small. One nanometer in diameter. Okay. I, I know that, that's probably not the, 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 mm-hmm. the, the best bitch mark for you, but think about like a thousand times smaller uh, in diameter than a human hair. Wow. That, that would be sort of the ballpark that we're talking wow. about. Wow. Okay. Um, but yet these things are so long, um, they can be as, as long as a millimeter in length. Okay. So we're, we're interested in them for many different reasons. Um, but one thing that we're excited about is that they have extremely high strength. And so uh, mm. the topic of, of the show that you started off with was space. Um, that's an area that people are really interested in looking at these materials for, um, is using them for high-strength composites uh, so that you could reduce the mass uh, in spacecraft. I was going to say it would make things smaller. Mass would be the scientific stronger, word, but I was thinking lighter, smaller. Sp- light, yeah, yeah exactly, okay. exactly. Fascinating. Okay, so uh, nanotechnology, and this brought you to Lamar, to the makerspace. Well, uh, there's a few more steps along the way. Okay. Um, uh, so it, it turned out that um, I kind of got on the, the, the 
beginning of the nanotechnology wave. Um, I was very lucky in that uh, I, I joined Rice University at a time when, when that university was starting an initiative, and they had a professor there named Rick Smalley who won the Nobel Prize right. uh, for the discovery of the buckyball, and he really helped to kind of kickstart um, a federal interest uh, in nanotechnology. So there was a lot of grant money that and came out. And you were involved out. in that. So I got involved in that, um, and it ended up being a little bit of a turbulent time. There was a lot of excitement, and it sort of took me in a lot of different directions. So I ended up working for a number of different startup companies, um, doing materials work, uh, biomedical devices work. Uh, I actually spent some time uh, working at the, the NASA Johnson Space Center in Houston. Really? Yes. Okay. So I worked in the life sciences directorate over there, um, developing sensors for uh, biologicals for, for looking at cells. Wow. Um, I spent some time in the material science department, the materials and process branch in the engineering directorate. Um, it sounds like the common thread is you developed developing and building and creating. And I'm just seeing kind of this thread that maybe makes sense for that's Lamar's always something that's been close to my heart is mm -hmm. just innovation, creation, making new things. I mean, just since I was a kid playing with Legos, it's something I've always been yes, passionate about. Yes, one of those. I know your type. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so that kind of, I guess, you kind of wound your way into a place where things so, can be created. Yeah, and and I, I eventually wound up uh, as a high school teacher. Uh, so I taught high school physics at South Houston High School, and I, I decided that I really love teaching. Um, oh. I, I love research and developing things, but I also really love teaching. I love interacting with the students. Um, I love getting that connection where I just see in their eye that they've really learned something new. And in that process, what I found was um, you know, getting up in front of the students and just talking to them wasn't really that effective. Sometimes it's the only thing that you can do. Depending on the subject depending matter. Depending on the right, subject right, matter. Yeah. Um, but where I really saw, uh, you know, the most excitement and made the most connections was when we would do projects. Yeah. Um, and that's when the kids would come to me and say, wow, I love your class. Like, I'm excited about physics. You know, the days when we're just talking about algebra. Um, oh, God. It's, yeah. Shoot well, me now. Right, no, don't, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, I love algebra. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, a journalism yeah. major. I flap my arms at numbers, but go ahead. You love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, th I, th I like to think I got the kids to be excited about it, too. But really, mm. it was applying yeah. what we learned, ta yeah. taking what we learned and applying it, um, and especially having the opportunity to kind of explore um, and create and, and, and really do things on your own as opposed to, 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 to being fed or led down a path that I think really started that, – that, that's where I saw big changes. So they could problem solve and, and um, use some ingenuity to – yeah. Exactly. And there's not enough of that. It feels like – you know, I've got three in school. It feels like there's not enough of that. I, I, I feel the same way. Um, I think in some ways we are as a society sort of a, a victim of our own ingenuity, mm -hmm. our historical mm -hmm. ingenuity – um, mm -hmm. all the amazing things that we've created in the world to make our lives more efficient. Um, it, it's kind of, in a sense, led us to a point where, um, you know, rolling up your sleeves and getting dirty trying to repair something or, or jury rig something, 
just isn't really that efficient anymore. It's right. much more efficient to be specialized, to have one job that you do, um, and then you use your income from that to purchase things from other people who do the one thing that they do, which is, is really the goal. I mean, that's what we right. want. It, 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 it really makes society in general more productive, but we're also, I think, losing a little something along the way. That creativity that and that creativity. ingenuity and the, yeah. yeah. So tell me how that works in the makerspace. Tell me how that's relevant at Lamar University and why we need a makerspace there. So we really want to have that as a, a feature of our education at the university level. I mean, we want to have that as a feature at, at, at all levels, but at especially at the university level, um, you know, there, there is a tendency, um, you know, you, you get in your classes, you listen to lectures, you, you study for the exams, and you try and sponge all, all this information up, but if you don't really get a chance to use it, it's not that meaningful. And so that's what this is about. It, it's really... A, a, a space and a forum where students can come up with ideas um, and, and we really want them to come up with ideas that can change the world yes um, you know this, this is not the the cardboard robots right um, this right. is real robots um, you know the, the, these are ideas that, that our students have you know wow I, I really wish I could do something about this but you know, I'm just I'm just an undergraduate student. I don't right. have the tools. How would I ever make my, this this dream a reality? Well, that's what the makerspace is about. Now you have those tools. You can come into this space and get access to industry level tools and equipment, wow. so that you can build you know meaningful projects that can make a difference in the world. And can anybody across the campus use this space, or is it for specific classes and labs? How does that work? So we want it to be as broadly accessible as possible. Um, right now, um, the the model that we're looking at is that we want to have the work done there tied to a class or to a grade to support our students. Because the concern is, you know, the people that are going to be using this are going to be good students and exactly. they're concerned about their grades. And right. so if this is something extracurricular, you know, once the end of the semester comes, they're, they're going to have to focus on their grades. Right. Uh, if, if the work that they're doing isn't tied to that, isn't rewarded academically, it's right. So, so right it's now, be tied to the right classroom. now, that's that's the goal is to tie it to to classes or to tie it to projects that will be sort of a special project where the student is getting credit for it in terms of a grade. Perfect, state of the art uh, equipment, space, all there. Lamar University campus in this new space, and, and and folks are invited to come and see it. The community they are invited to come and see it. Yes, absolutely. We we want this to be a part of the the community as well. Absolutely. Perfect. Great information. It's a, it's a fabulous space, and really um, takes Lamar to a new level of um, experimentation and creativity, ingenuity. We're excited about it. We're excited about having you here in Beaumont. Thank you. Yeah, as you move, and um, you're used to hurricanes, so it's not that horrible because you've been in Houston, so you know, and um, you'll survive. Well, as used to hurricanes <laughs> as you can be, let's hope we don't have one anytime let's, soon. Let's hope we don't. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Vitanza. We appreciate your time, and we appreciate you learning more about Lamar University, the pride of Southeast.